If I don't see pictures of Will as a prospector cock on Twitter, we have failed. Hey guys, I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And you're listening to Crush on My Couch. A one-stop shop for anyone in their 20s trying to figure things out. Woo! This week we're talking about what happens when an actual dog goes to a furry convention, how you can get a job milking snakes, and what would happen if me and Arden were rulers of our own cat island. Oh yeah, that and more on this week's episode. Well, hey guys. Hello. We're actually switching to a singing podcast. Um, if you didn't already know that, both of us are highly professional singers, so get excited for that. I mean, I am. That's a pointed I am. <laughs> sounds like I am not over here. Listen. Thanks a lot. I, I can, you can walk the walk, but can you talk the talk? Can you sing the song? Yeah. Because I can. <laughs> okay. By the way, Will is wearing um, a face mask holder. Uh, to hold up his hair right now. So. That's because I need to get a haircut, and I'm getting a haircut on Wednesday. <laughs> and so at the moment, my hair is a nightmare. We're both kind of in shambles today. Yeah. Will can tell you, I woke up this morning uh, at 7.30 in the morning, which is a feat, if you know me. That doesn't happen. Um, because I was in excruciating shoulder pain. I don't know what the deal was, but I had really bad shoulder pain yeah, and i think i must have yeah. pulled something sometimes when will is watching he'll watch hearthstone right before bed i'll cuddle up but i'll tuck my shoulder blade like underneath myself and i think i fell asleep like that and it really screwed me up this morning because i don't feel great yeah so we're both we're both kind of in a shambles me and my headband on with a gimp shoulder a gimp shoulder um so we're, we're doing this regardless of that yep not gonna stop us from making a damn good podcast yeah Fuck yeah. Um, but either way, uh, once again, I wanted to just say thank you for all the positive comments we've been getting about the podcast. Yeah, I hope you guys have been uh, enjoying it and uh, following us along on our podcast journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a good time so yeah, far. Yeah, we've had a great time doing it. Yeah. So for our first segment today, I'm really excited to talk about it. I haven't really told you about this yet, but I'm going to read you the article because I'm, I'm so pumped. So I think we should just get right into it, honestly. Okay. I yeah. think it's time that we talk a little bit about our favorite person of the week, which is Weekly Idiot. Weekly Idiot. Weekly Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yes. <laughs> this person's maybe not dumb, but I feel bad for her. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. Um. So just this is from the Huff Huff Post, Huffington Post. Huff Post is as us cool kids like to call it. Um. Really. Yeah. Okay. Woman brings dog to furry convention, thinking it's a gathering for pets. That's the top line of this article. What? <laughs> Do you know what furries are? I... Oh my <laughs> god, you're this woman. You are this woman. You don't know what a furry is. No, oh no, my no, fucking no, god. No, 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 no. Oh my god. I have an idea in my head of a furry. Okay, give me the definition right no, now. Give me I the definition wanna, right now. Is, I didn't want to say it because then I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> I don't think you can embarrass yourself when you're talking about furries. Give it a go. Is it? <laughs> is it uh-huh. somebody uh-huh. that dresses up oh. in an animal costume? Yeah. That's what I got. That's it? Yeah. You know what? You got most of it right. Okay. 
Furry is someone who dresses up in an animal costume. And then has sex, right? Or does there you like go. That. Okay. Nailed it. Didn't want to say it. Didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> this is our safe place, Will. We can say whatever we want. And you're correct. Well, you know, there's some controversy around it because obviously you could just want to dress up as a furry animal and that was like it for your happy time. But most people, but most people, cool. But most people who uh, indulge in furryism, we'll call it that. They also use it as a sexual fetish. Mm. So it's like people in costumes. What do they typically dress up as? Animals, like wolves, but like what? Cats, okay. cats. Wolves. I I should look up pictures for you, but oh wait, they're already right here. Oh, great! Oh wow! <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a Zelda furry. For some reason, I was expecting like a different type of costume like he's kind of cute yeah but they also fuck in those costumes but like i thought it would be more like <laughs> like realistic like kanye west college dropout bear rather than oh. like cutesy cutesy like disney bear no no no. like that oh my god the dog took a picture with two furries uh, wow so that one's like kind of a rainbow furry yeah it seems like it's very like cute anime eyes like it's not something that's just like a well but bear in mind we're reading an article about something which isn't sex related right this is just people that want to no, know i think it is okay so wait i'll read the article and then you can yeah. totally get it okay a woman and her bernese mountain dog became the unwitting stars of a furry convention this weekend after the woman mistook the gathering as an event for pets Cheryl Wassum of Monroe, Michigan, is a volunteer with Pets for Vets, a nonprofit that matches therapy dogs with military veterans. Aw, that's really sweet. When Wassum learned that Motor City Furry Con <laughs> in Novi, Michigan, was raising money for the organization, she assumed it must be a pet-themed convention. So, okay, so this furry convention was also raising money for the same charity that she typically, like, I, I guess donates brings to. her dog to and donates to. Right. So she assumed that she was just killing two birds with one stone. Sure. I'm going to pet a bunch of cute dogs and I will also be raising money for veterans. Okay. However. However. Even though it's great. Also, I love that the furries used their fetish to give money to to vets. Mm. Like, I love that even if they're going to, like, fuck an animal costume, they're still going to make it for a good cause. They're like, yes, this orgasm is for a good cause. Right. Okay. Um. So he visited, and there are pictures of him. Uh, there's pictures of him sitting in front of Zelda furries, which didn't know that was even a possibility, cool, but I, okay. I guess the fandoms cross over yeah. occasionally. Uh, there are rainbow furries taking pictures with him. He was the only dog. Um, <laughs> he, he was the only real dog. And I love this article because it says... It, it was a reasonable mistake. For those unaware, furries are people who enjoy dressing up in anthropomorphic animal costumes and role-playing. Playing. So I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be sex-related. Like, you could just want to dress up as, like... You jumped to sex immediately. But, you were like, sex. But it's because I have heard some pretty crazy stories on Reddit of, like, furry group sex parties right. that happen at these conventions. This might just... This might not be this convention. Sure. But I've heard that part of the thing about being a furry is that you're anonymous. So no one can see who you are in your it's costume. It's like, like, a, like a, a masquerade ball type vibe. Oh my god. The furry convention Just is the masquerade. Yes. <gasps> furry eyes. Wide furry eyes Paws closed shut. Tails tucked down. Uh, no. Nope. It's bad. We're getting there, though. I see us I, getting something. I would just like to be in this woman's shoes when she's... What's her name? Give me a name. Do you have a name? Um, Cheryl Wassis. So, 
imagine poor old Cheryl pulling up to the Broader Burmese mountain dog. Thinking, oh boy, my dog is going to get the time of his life today, meeting all the cute dogs. And she arrives and, and boy, finds... boy, did she meet some cute dogs. Like hundreds and... Well, I don't even know, thousands of people in... Oh, gosh. I'm showing Will more pictures. Thousands of people in... Hundreds of people... Oh, God. <laughs> also, I love that the dog's name is Link. So he's taking pictures with, like, Zelda enthusiast furries, but his name is also Link. How cute is that? It's amazing. But, man, they take it seriously. Look at that one. That one's insane. There's, like, a very detailed wolf that almost looks like a Jon Snow dire wolf, which I think is what they're going for. Oh. What what animal furry would you be if you could be one? You'd be, like... Uh, I'd be a rabbit because then I'd have like long a ears. Ooh, a deer. Ooh, a deer would be fun. Most people, I feel like, do wolves. Like, wolves is really popular. I feel like a lot of men like to do the wolves, and the women do do a lot of cats. Come on. It's true. Wolves are so obvious. Like, listen. <laughs> oh, what's your furry listen, costume? I'm going to a furry ball, or whatever the fuck they're called. Furry ball. Oh my god, you're giving them wi- the fur ball. It's called a fur ball. If I'm going to a fur ball, <laughs> then you bet your ass I'm going to be wearing something ridiculous. What animal would you be, Will? Since you're too cool for a wolf, what would you uh, be? Because, you know, if I'm pulling up to a, to a fur ball, you can bet your ass I'm going, I'm going to bolster the wall with it. Mm-hmm. Like, wolves, overdone. Okay. Bunnies, probably overdone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, cats are probably overdone. I'm thinking, just off the top of my head, just, I don't know, rifting here, I could be a cockerel. A what? A cockerel. What's that? It's that, like, bird thing. Oh, you're a bird, then. What? Really? That's where you went? I Yeah, you're going to have to look that up. I'm going to show you a picture. Is that not a cockatoo? Or like a cockatiel? It's a cockerel. What the fuck's a cockerel? <laughs> <laughs> also, why? But I thought a furry was supposed to be... It's a cockerel. A cockerel is literally a rooster. Yeah, fucking... Do you call it a cockerel? Yeah. Oh, whoa. This is a completely different conversation we need to cockerel. have. But that's a rooster, bro. Cockerel, bro. A young domestic cock. <laughs> you. It's actually you. A young domestic Wait, cock. Wait, let's do this again. Let me think of somewhere else. P.S. I think it's a furry animal. I think you want to be a furry animal. Like a leopard. What quantifies as furry? Lion. Monkey. Something with hair on it. <laughs> like, Which animals, like... Are just hairless. A cockerel, like an insect. I'm not going for like an insect. You're not going to be a beetle. You can just, ladybug. You could stroke a cockerel. I'm going to stroke a cockerel right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. You could though, like there's feathers and stuff. What about if that's just a giant fucking guinea pig? <gasps> oh, called like Big Papa, and you like stroll up, and everyone knows you in the scene. No, it'd have to be like. Old Papa, Papa, like I'd I'd make Papa it like, John's the guinea pig. I'd make it like prospector themed, so I have like an eyeglass. Ooh, and like a pickaxe that you carry around on yeah, your back. Yeah, like oh, you got how's gold it going, teeth. sailor. And you, is that what? Uh, wait, a sailor, and you're also a prospector. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, well, well, you can't be a cockerel. You can't be a cockspector. You could be a corporal. You could cockerel. be a guinea pig specter. I think if I'm going to be a prospector, 
it works better as a guinea pig rather than a cockerel. Why? The cockerel would just be fucking weird. No, okay, first of all, I'm going to start calling it a rooster, because that's what it is. It's a rooster. It's a cockerel. You can call it a cockerel, but no one's going to understand what you're trying to say. A rooster would actually be a better... A rooster, also known as cockerel or cock, is a... <laughs> okay, fine, we'll call you a cock then. So if I were going to be a cock that was also a, a, a prospector cock, then I think it would actually make sense... Because you'd have a beak, so you'd be pecking away at the what well, rocks, what well, rocks. Be... <laughs> what the fuck? You'd be pecking at the rocks, so it would make sense that you're a prospector and like a gold miner if you're a cockerel or a cock or a rooster. So I'm like digging with my beak. Sure. And then like, what if like, because what noises do rooster makes? They're the ones that go. Yeah. My point exactly. I could be like, uh, like it could be like a catchphrase I do. Cock. Have a cock a cock a doodle time. Nailed we should it. move on. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. We should move on. I think we've this. dug ourselves a deep we've hole We've come here. to a dark, dark place. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> if I don't see pictures of Will as a prospector cock on Twitter, we have failed. Cock roll, not cock, <laughs> might I add. Okay. Rooster, cock, cock roll, all the same thing. Okay. So either way, big shout out to Miss um, Wasis, who who ultimately did an amazing thing by not only exploring an interesting subsect of culture that is furry con, but also by, you know, contributing her time and money to a charity worth contributing to. So good for her. Ultimately, yeah. she, she was not the idiot of the week. She was actually a very open-minded character because she could have walked into the furry con, saw what was going on, and bounced. Yeah, she I didn't... think one thing's for sure is that we now know that furries are not animals. They're people dressed up in animals. Yep, they're not dogs, guys. So if you're ever wondering, could I bring my dog to a convention or a cockball or a furball, wherever the fuck we wanted to call it. Cockball? You're really asking for it. <laughs> um, don't bring a dog. Bring yourself in a comedic costume. Yeah, I like that. What's the next thing you've got for me? Oh, Ricks. Well, I was thinking that we could talk about some bizarre things related to animals, but um, things that you could do as a job related to bizarre animals. So we're talking about animals and jobs yep. combined. Yep. Which means it's time for... That's a job? Ooh. That's a job. Ah. That's, That's a, a job. job. So, uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, I think, but I'm really fascinated by weird jobs. Like, I love the idea that, um, in our day and age, there is a use for anyone and everyone in all facets of life. Um, I don't know if you watched Dirty Jobs. Did you ever watch Dirty Jobs? Mm -mm. Right now I'm blanking on the, the dude who used to, what's his name? Mike Rowe. That was his name. Mike Rowe was my he was kind of my mentor growing up because he did a show called dirty jobs and it was one of my favorite shows because he would just do the grossest stuff all across the country like what like he would be the sewer tank cleaner i see like he would be a worm picker so he would pick like four foot long night crawlers out of the ground <laughs> like he did everything that you would not want to do okay um, and it was so fun because he was like, honestly, he was kind of a cute dad. He was kind of like a cute dad, daddy boy. 
Um, <laughs> okay. You're so disappointed in me already. Um, but he was really cute, and I just liked him getting down and dirty and like being like, you know, just getting the job right, yeah, done. Just getting it, getting it done. Yeah, but he did a lot of um, jobs that related to animals because a lot of animal-related jobs are kind of gross. Okay. Like, for instance, the fact that you can be a worm picker. That is a job yes. that you can do. That is one job that doesn't sound appealing to me, but you can actually be a worm farmer. So worm pickers work at night and in rainy days to look for worms and sell them to fishermen in markets worldwide. I have seen full-blown worm farms in Arkansas where they just, like, wet the soil down and have big compost because worms love poop and old bananas and all kinds of stuff. It's great for the environment, though, um, because you're composting while also getting worms out. Right. You know, cycle of life and whatnot. Um, But that is a very legitimate job. And that is something that I remember when I was really little. There was a book that I used to read, um, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was like a very popular book at my school. And one of the characters in the book would um, go out at night to pick night crawlers and would get money for it. And no one in my school thought that was a weird thing to do. <laughs> no one thought Honestly, that. Honestly, he's a kingpin. He's probably running his own business right now. Exactly. I'll suck it over here filming this bloody podcast. Yeah. He's probably sitting We should on, be picking worms. He's probably got a mansion in the shape of a worm. And he has a- Wormshin. He has a scepter, which is a worm. <gasps> I love it. And he's sitting on, you know, like the Game of Thrones throne? Made of worms. He has a throne made of like metal worms. <gasps> I would love that. Worm King. Yeah. I would love that. So, yeah, you can be a worm picker. This is all coming from lifehack.org, by the way. Um, these are, like, the top ten weirdest jobs. Related to animals. Yes. Um, you can also be a chicken sexer, which is literally just distinguishing the sex of chickens and other hatchlings. That's interesting. Yeah, because if they're male, I don't know if they're necessary to the to the eating process, which is kind of sad. Mm. But if they're female... Right. We eat them. We use their eggs. Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. You can also be a snake milker, which is something that really fascinates me. This fascinates me more than anything because you are milking snakes' venom out of their giant, terrifying fangs. Is it a safety thing? Or is it like, are you, like, what's the reason why you're doing it? Is it to create like a, anti-venom. an anti-venom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because venom, like snake venom, is actually incredibly valuable. Because you need a large amount of it to make anti-venom. Sure. You have to milk quite a few teats of snakes. What if snakes just have teats, like udders, all down their front? <laughs> How creepy would that be? You made it so, so much worse. <laughs> we were in uh, Arkansas visiting Arden's family recently. And um, we got out of the car and we saw a giant black snake, like, <laughs> right by the car. This is, like, by my foot. And, you know, me... I don't see a lot of snakes in London, people, okay? No. <laughs> Let me preempt that and just say that I am not a snake person. I'm not used to seeing snakes. I'm like Indiana Jones of snakes. I don't want them in my life. I don't like snakes. So when I saw the snake, it was a moment for me. <laughs> I think it was a moment for everyone though as well, though, because everyone kind of just backed the fuck away. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? That's so weird. It was have... big, though. Oh, it was It massive. wasn't just like, this is not just like kind of a garden snake. This is like... Like it was definitely like it was like it was five a, or six it feet was long. A substantial snake. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, it was a rat snake. It was a black rat snake, which are harmless, which is good. They actually just eat the bad stuff in your yard, mm. so you're actually better off just leaving it. Which is why no one killed it. If yeah. it had been poisonous, my dad would have 
chopped its head off. But um, it was crawling up the side of the garage, like, trying to get away from us. But when it does that, it goes, like, full length, so we could see it all the way up the side of the garage, and that was scary. And we were also in the garage with it, so if it had, like, fallen back, it would have fallen on us. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, that we we would not have to milk the rat snake, which is good. But um, I wouldn't advise going around um, a pond or any kind of tepid water in Arkansas because I think just yeah. yeah, my brother told you yeah. there are like cotton mouths and gross all the, stuff. All the gross stuff there, yeah. Mm-hmm, there's some gross stuff, but um, snake milking though is very valuable. It's it's interesting though. I don't know if you can see in the picture, but they kind of press the glands of the snake. What holding them either in a vial and it just drips. It's like you get very little venom, actually. Right. And I didn't know this, but baby snakes release more venom than adult snakes do because baby snakes don't have the control to stop releasing poison. Right. Or venom, rather. I see, I see. They, they have, they're able to just. They kind of spurt it out. Document it, yeah. yeah. So I guess, like, all you need is a drop of venom to poison you yeah you know it's not like a little bit goes a long way does it hurt the animals in any way like is it no. like a Mm-mm. they do they, it's it's live snakes because i mean why would you kill the snake if you can just keep it around and then right. it, it'll refill its sacks right and then you can you know milk it again which is kind of cool um which ain't too bad so one of the last jobs i thought we could talk about that is somewhat animal related before i move on to our next beautiful wonderful topic um is a horrible stunt tester. So I've always wondered this, but on shows like Survivor or, like, any of those, like, TV show reality shows where you have to do gross challenges or you have to eat a bug or, like, whatever. Yeah, like Fear Factor. Like Fear Factor, that's the one I'm thinking of. How do they make sure that that is safe for people on TV? Because they're not going to, like, put someone in a tank full of snakes. That's a good question. If, like, multiple people have been bitten or, like, you know what I mean? How do you know that's safe unless someone's done it before? Yeah, and the beauty of those things is, like, they don't look safe. Uh -uh. But they have to be safe. But they have to be safe. There's no way that they cannot be safe. So someone must have to go in and test all of that shit. And someone does. So those are so horrible stunt testers are people who test all of the TV shows horrible tasks such as swimming with snakes, eating a cockroach. They do all of that to make sure it's safe before any guests or celebrities do it. Because that's the other thing; it's not just like sometimes it's not random people. Sometimes it's like celebrities that are eating like fucking cockroaches. Wow! Like yeah, I'm a like celebrity, I'm a celebrity. Get me out here. Yeah. yeah, it's like how do you make sure that's safe? <laughs> they must have the craziest threshold for like fear or pain. anything they must just like get out of work hop on a motorbike with no helmet on while doing a handstand and <laughs> then just on fire whilst on fire <laughs> and then just drive back to the house which is just full of needles and pins everywhere and snakes uh, yeah and then sleep on a bed full of just rusty razor blades oh and then, and then just get up in the morning and start the next day <laughs> i don't know if that's if this is a saw house but it sounds terrifying um, I just find it interesting because, like, you have to know going into that situation that no one else has tested it before, that, like, you are the guinea pig. How scared would you be if you had to, like, go down, like, a – like, there are those ones where you have to, like, go underwater and, like, yeah, it says, get buried like, alive with, like, other animals. Ugh, no, homie, uh-uh. Like, I've seen one of those where, like, someone's in a coffin and they fill it with cockroaches. Yeah. Like, back off. No. You had to do that. Someone had, had to, do, to that. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that is terrifying. I wonder if anyone's died doing this job. That's an interesting question. I mean, I would... Hope not. I would hope not, but 
I mean, if you think about it, I, I guess they probably would. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a very safe situation. But, you know, like, when it comes to, like, doing those things, they have animal, like, wranglers and yeah, trainers, trainers. On, on set. So they would already, by, like, definition beforehand, just, like, have animals that aren't poisonous or can't do, like, that much damage. That's true. That's true. But it's still, like, horrible to have to, you know, do all those things. Yeah. I still wouldn't. Especially for the first time. Yeah, I'm not doing them anytime soon. No, thank you. I don't know how much you get paid for it, but no, thank you. So regarding pet-related slash animal-related weird jobs, I think one weird job that I could really get down with is being the caretaker on a cat island. Mm. Have you heard about the cat island? No, I haven't. Inform me. The cat island is something I want to talk about especially because it leads me into our next segment, which is... What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? So there's this thing that's a, it's, it's a cat island. I, I think I should actually show this to you. There's a documentary on YouTube about the cat island. Mm. And it's basically... It feels like Japan does this a lot, where they have a park or an island or something that's like designated for one particular animal. I see. Like, you know, Nara, where they have the deer park. Yeah. We watched um, Este and Aslan... Yeah, yeah. Um, Two YouTubers, Este and Aslan, they put up these, like, awesome Japan vlogs. But in one of them, they were running around Nara. I think it was Nara. That has the deer park in it. And it's just, like, it's just randomly in certain parts of Japan. There's also a rabbit island, I think. They just, they're just filled with with overabundances of of animals of one species. Mm. For whatever reason. So, of course, since it's Japan, there is a cat island that is overrun with cats. They have no natural predator, so it's just an island filled with cats. Right. So your favorite place then. So obviously my favorite place in the entire world, okay? And it's called Tashirojima. I might have gotten that wrong, but I feel like I did an okay job of that. Um, and the population is really small. There's around 100 people that live on the island. But the cat population is now larger than the human population on the island. By the way, I'm reading all of this on Wikipedia, so I'm just trusting that we have the right information. But I know this is real because I have watched several YouTube videos okay. about it. Right, right. Like, like I said, this is where I would like to be reincarnated and or if I, I, if I have a resting place, you know yeah. where to bury me yeah. on this island, please. So also 83% of the population is elderly. So of the under 100 so people funny. I know that live there, they're all crazy cat ladies and lady or cat men you know what i mean yeah they're just like old people that love cats i guess because they all live on this island like under 100 people but all of them are elderly so they call it a terminal village because once all those those ladies and gents die out there won't be any humans left on cat island cat island's just gonna take over it literally take over yep it's fully cat island but lord of the cats lord of the cats Mm -hmm. lord of the cat island um, so that's pretty crazy to me, uh, but you can go and visit occasionally and, and go and feed the cats and stuff, but I've heard this whole, I've heard a bunch of different viewpoints of this, because since they are technically, like, feral or wild species, they get kind of fucked up a lot, and that's kind of the sad part, like, they get cuts and bruises, and then no oh. one's, no one's there to help them, because they're just, like, an overrun species, like... They're just a bunch of feral cats attacking yeah, each other. Yeah, like, like Lord of the Flies, like... That's crazy. I wonder if there's, like, a king cat. Probably. I would assume so. What would his name be? It would have to be something, like, uh... I want to take, like, an Alexander the Great and make it Meow-Alexander the Great. But isn't it usually a bit more, like, kind of barbaric than that? 
Alexander the Great like raped and no, pillaged no, no, and like, murdered. The name of it is like a bit more like kind of like like Great Paul of like, the Single Alliance. I'm thinking Robin Williams, Peter Pan. Wait, no, Hook. Hook. I'm thinking Hook. <laughs> oh, it's like a one word. Like Lost Boys Hook. Have you seen you've seen Hook, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking like Lost Boys in Hook type thing. You know, but with cats. That's a good point. Okay, so it's like a one word like like what like claw. Wa- like Waldo or Osmo or like Or Claw. But Claw's the bad guy. Claw. You know on the island, on Cat Island. And it's Claw's a black cat with a with a with Ooh, scar going across, across his, his eyes. Ooh. He's like, I've seen things. And he prowls around and he's the biggest one and like you know not to fuck with him. Yeah. And there's one like scrappy tabby cat that's Called new scraps. that's new on the island. He's like, I don't know how I got here. And he's gotta <laughs> claw his way to the top. <laughs> To take back what's rightfully his. Maybe he's part of a cat family that used to live there. Oh my god. A cat colony, if you will. a cat colony, and they've been living in poverty all these years. Oh my god, they're missing an anime about this cat island, where it's like... Animated by Hayao Miyazaki. Oh my god. What was that movie we watched, The Last Samurai? Not The Last Samurai. That movie that we we watched, but you thought it was really good. It was a black and white samurai. Seven Samurai. Seventh Samurai or Seven Samurai? Seven Samurai. Or Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai? Seven Samurai. (laughs) Seven Samurai. They need to. Cl- oh, oh, they need to oh. make a cat version on the island. Say one thought. And ready. Then move to the next. No, one. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. They need to make seven Samurai. Based, Ish. yeah, based on the cat island where it's like the same concept. Like a poor cat village gets like raped and pillaged by oh God. by Claw, the almighty evil thug, and then. An elderly cat samurai comes in and like kicks ass. Right. Right. Where's that anime? And like the the like claw is like dressed in like just white. He wears like white like like trousers and white like t shirts and white plimsolls. And he has like a white umbrella <laughs> with a white fan. Wait, isn't he supposed to be a bad guy? Listen, <laughs> that's confusing. But okay, he's really menacing. He's like, my oh my. My oh my, is this a pretty little village we got here? Oh, oh, he's also a plantation owner somehow. Okay. We always go for that. We keep making everyone Southern. He's like, my oh my, what do we have here? So he's kind of like, it's like one of those things where they make villains like oddly feminine. And it makes them almost creepier. Yeah, he's like walking through the crops and he's like, oh, it would be an awful shame if something was to take care of these crops for you. (laughs) The tabby cat's like, he's like scrapping around. That's the film. Okay, okay. We have a film. Okay, we can work on that. It's called Lord of the Cats. That's very basic, don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, well, I feel like we could come up with a better name. If anything, it'd be Lord of the Felines instead of Lord of the Flies. That's no, not bad. Like, that would make more sense, but it still doesn't exactly... How about just Cat Crazy and then the Crazy in Capitals? You come up with some really shit titles. I'm not gonna lie, like that was bad. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <gasps> he sh- is the film should be cat- name of the tabby cat. Ooh. So if the car- what if it's Marlo? Marlo. No, he's not from the Bronx. <laughs> Marlo is like not from the Bronx. You Marlo wish like, he's from the Bronx. Marlo's like, well, like, like we're not gonna have like a Bronx cat go up against like a Southern Belle like Claw. I mean, come on. <laughs> He has to be Japanese. Huh? He has to be Japanese. Well, we've made we've made Claw Southern. 
That's true. So we have to stick to this thing. But maybe this is like, maybe we have a metaphor for Japanese culture where it's a Japanese cat that comes in to reclaim the island and a southern prospector, westernized cat is trying to ruin everything and ruin culture. What if the tabby cat Mm. is like Spanish and he's kind of like Puss in Boots? Oh my god, you just want Puss in Boots. Kind of like Puss in Boots means you want him to be like, Puss in Boots. What if like we have kind of a Karate Kid thing going on? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh and he comes in and then like the the actual like, ooh, ooh. Because like we know in the island that it's mostly elderly people. Yeah. So I'm sure there are a lot of elderly cats as well. Yes. So one of them's like an elderly cat that's like lost his, his cat wife and child to the to the claw wars. Yeah, and then we have this like, this up and coming Spanish kitten. Mm-hmm. kitten. Is, he's a kitten, mm. and he's he's just new professional block, and he wants to defend his little village against mm. Claw. And he has, so he has to go to the old school yeah. master to get cool. So we're so it's Mister Miyazaki. Yeah, that's, that's so <laughs> think Karate Kid, Cat Island style, cat with Law of the Flies, <laughs> and Pan <laughs> and Hook. Ooh, Wait, so think of Karate Kid. Mixed with Law of the Flies and Hook. Nailed it. And we've got our film. I like the idea, honestly. Sorry, oh. we've, we've taken a huge diversion here from yeah. what we were initially talking about. Uh, Cat Island. But I think we've, we've come to a better place. Yeah, I think so. I think Cat Island needs to be one of those places that we definitely visit whenever we go to Japan. We've always said that we want to go to Japan. So this is, our, this is the next step of us going. And maybe, just maybe, we'll run into a little tabby cat. Aww. With a hope and a dream. He's like, senor. Oh, God. Okay. You know what's funny? In 2011, the island was hit by a tsunami, and um, the feline population appeared to have survived relatively intact. That's a movie in itself. That's a movie. 2012. Catpocalypse. On the island. Catpocalypse. Come on. Catpocalypse. Nice. Tuna tsunami. Tuna tsunami. Soon tsunami. Tsunami. No, tsunami's a brand. A cartoon network. That's a cartoon network brand. Oh my god, that's old school. Um, yeah. So that's. I mean, you know, those are the cool things. Basically, oh. there's a lot of film options. Yes. So anyone that's listening, you've probably got a billion dollar film on your hands. You're welcome. Also, just to give you guys some info, because I didn't even talk about the history of this island, um, I'm just going to read kind of where these cats came from, because I'm sure a lot of people are curious how hundreds of thousands of cats ended up on a small island off off of Japan. Enlighten us. Yes. Uh, In Japan's late Edo period, much of the island raised silkworms for their textiles. The residents kept cats to chase the mice away from their precious silkworms. Over time, this cat population left unneutered Neuter your cats. Neuter and spay your cats, kids. That's honestly, do it. Um, Left and neutered began to grow immensely while the human population dwindled down to a few 100 residents. Yep. Uh, And as of today, the feral cat population outnumbers humans six to one on this small Japanese island. That sounds like good... I like those odds. I like that those population odds. That means I will meet far less humans than cats on this island, and I'm okay with that. You know what this is sounding more like? Kind of like a Planet of the Apes type thing. Island of the Cats. Yeah, like Island of the Cats type thing. Mm-hmm. Where they survived past their effectiveness, because originally they were there just to help humans out. Mm. And then they became sentient. And then they became aware, didn't they? And then they became aware. What if we just left them for a couple hundred years, and we came back and they had like a little utopia, and they were like trying to nuke each other's sides of the island? 
You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and, like one of them's like top of the morning to you. They've like created their own religion. Like, yeah. like it's like they're having. They're... And they all walk on their hind legs. Oh my god! That's the that's the sound they make when they walk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They all tap the not the the heads to you. Do they are they like sentient enough to know they should be wearing clothes or is fur cool? Fur's not cool. Unless you want to go to prison. Oh, is that public nudity? That's public nudity. (laughs) You wear clothes or you go home. Okay. (laughs) Even on Cat Island. Even on Cat Island. Especially on Cat Island. Are you kidding? They're all wearing like huge tuxedos. I love it. Oh, they're in their roaring 20s period. Yeah. So we're just assuming this is going straight off of Western <laughs> culture again. Where have we gone with I this? don't know. We need to like seriously rein it back a little bit. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, thanks for listening to that and indulging in Cat Island. <laughs> um, for real, sorry that took so long to get through that. We were really enjoying the concept of a cat island. <laughs> if you have any other ideas for Cat Island, please feel free to tweet us mm-hmm. or email us. Yeah. With your suggestions. Because we would love to know what you would do on Cat Island. You know, who would be the ruling cat of this Cat Island? Would you make a film out of Cat Island? I know I would love to be in a film about Cat Island. I would straight up do a voiceover for it. Um, But if you have anything to share, you can email us at crashonmycouchshow at gmail.com or you can call 424-26-COUCH or tweet us with hashtag crashonmycouch. We would love to hear from you. Um, I think next week we're going to do a big Q&A episode. Will and I have been talking about it, and we have a lot of questions from you guys that we haven't answered. So we were thinking it might be cool to do one where we can answer all the things in the inbox. We want to get to all of you at some point. We want to get crickety crazy. Yeah. So next week is going to be a full-on, hey, we all feel weird sometimes, total episode where we can just chit-chat, hang out with you guys, hear how you guys are feeling about the podcast, etc., etc., so if you have anything to add or you want to be on the podcast, once again, make sure to email us at crashmycouchshow at gmail.com if, if you have any questions or anything like that, um, or call 424-26-COUCH and leave us a voicemail or tweet us with the hashtag crashmycouch. But we'd love to hear your voice if you want to call. We would love for you to leave a message. Um, and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts um, and leave a lovely rating and a review because it means a lot. And as always, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you all next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.